Welcome, I'm Luke Worsfold and this is the Lisa Podcast. Yeah, right, well, yeah, thanks very much for coming. But yeah, obviously on the, the podcast we talk about addiction and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. yeah, just let us know a bit about your journey and how it's been. Yeah, it's um, it's not an end destination, is it? It's it's something that evolves and my, my idea and my 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 truths evolve you know because of what we understand what we learn and the world around us changes so if you'd have asked me what my sort of um uh, belief structure around addictions was a year ago it wouldn't be the same as it is today it may not be the same tomorrow i i'm not of the belief that you're born with addictions we're socially made we're we're man-made creatures Um, life puts this stuff onto us there's one common factor that I see in all uh, addicts, and that is low self-worth. It's, uh, I think, for me, we're not, not unique and special. We're people who have had addiction problems are people who are at extreme end of low self-worth. And we all drink, do drugs for the same reason. It changes the way we feel. It enables us to do life better. Um, it should say on the side of a bottle of beer, won't give a monkeys what people think. You know, you can get out there and be an extrovert. And that was one of the biggest shocks for me. I thought I was an extrovert. I was in the army, I was like, like a soul of the party the whole time. But I wasn't, that was with drink. It was drink that enabled me to be that extroverted person, that outward, um, easily adaptable person, you know, mixing with people, loud, brash. Without the drink, I want to be hidden away in, in my house. So. A couple of common traits that I see in alcoholics is that low self-worth. Um, otherwise, why change yourself? If you've got good self-worth, why, why, why try and change yourself? And also that introvertedness, you know, it's, it, I don't do life, I don't do people, I don't do situations very well without drink. So I had to change, look at changing the actual, my actual personality. The drink was the solution, it was the, it was the medicine, it was the, what enabled me to do life. It's no good taking that away and you've still got the introverted person. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've, I've said before, but like, we're almost so self-critical that we use like a drug or something and then that almost use that to self-criticise more. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I'm so shit, I'm so shit, I'm going to use a drug and then it's like, oh, I'm shit because I use a drug and it creates this cycle. It does. And it's that continual self-loathing and yeah. it... Self-care, compassion for yourself was essential for me. Um, for me, it is now boiled down to a simple equation of am I in the world of negatives? Do I not like myself? Or am I in the world of positives? Do I like myself? If I like myself, which I can go in and out of that, we never, we never one thing or the other, but I was always in I don't like myself. Um, if I'm in that world, everything I do will be designed to hurt me. And drinking too much is, is, is self-harm. Uh, we know that, but that fits the world that we're, we're in. You know, I don't like myself, I'm not worth of, uh, worthy of anything, therefore it doesn't matter if I abuse my body. Can't generate my own happiness when I'm in that low self-worth, so I have to have it generated for me. I have to have it generated through drink. And that was my problem, drink. Not always, I had other way, other things, but that was for an alcohol, for someone with low self-worth. It is tailor-made. It's a, it's a, it's a particular um, 
is particularly good at getting rid of them traits, that low self-worth, that insecurity, um, that I am not good enough. It makes you feel I am good enough. But we get nothing for free and then we drink too much and like any other human being, we get addicted. And that's something that I'm only, that, that raw basics of it is something that I've only just shifted on to. I went to AA for a number of years. I'm drunk for about three years now. I did cross addict. I cross addict over to, to speed. Um, and that's something that is now, now finished. Um, and I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Went into a relationship straight away. It laid there dormant in me that not good enough. You know, went into a relationship, boom, instantly back. Not just similar, exactly the same. Need to do something to change the way I feel. Can't drink. I'd shut the door on drink. Um, but what I hadn't done was shut the door on all that I'm an addict. You know, drink was just one kind of, of, um, of addiction. I can get addicted to the gym, I can get addicted to eating, I can get addicted to relationships, anything. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd say, like, I've got a very addictive personality. Mm. Although I may have, like, kicked some addictions, it's still that compulsivity is still very much in my nature. I'm very much on or off. Mm. And, yeah, for me, but my mum was an alcoholic and she's fortunately not with us anymore. Yeah. Um, but what that, like, what should, I don't know, like you are saying, like, learned behaviour almost, what I've learned or been taught or mm. that sort of stuff yeah. um, is that addictive behaviour, which I definitely think... Mm. resonates with me and it's a journey of like managing that for me like man being like gaining self-awareness mm. raising that confidence or, and your self-worth yeah to allow you to sort of navigate yeah your own addiction if that makes sense. yeah and but and all these things can be explained they're not they for me now they're out of the world of mystique and um, yeah. i mean AA served its purpose for me i i was i had to be stabilized um, i had to be told you cannot drink again you know your your, your thoughts are wrong because i had no I had no learning then, you know, until I could get some learning inside myself, some understanding. Then it's about that self-empowerment, and this is about that, 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 this journey is about looking inwardly always, and there's only one person who can't be safe from addictions for from, from, from me, and that's a person who always continually looks outside to find reasons for their own behaviour. Um, and, you know, it's difficult for me to say this because obviously you lost your, lost your mum, but for me it does boil down to truth. Do I, can I drink again? Yes or no? And it, it boils down to that. Can I drink again? Yes or no? Can I do drugs again? Yes or no? Um, the deception is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable. You know, the, the speed addiction that I got, I never saw it coming. I just, you know, that's all right, that's all right. It's not alcohol, that's fine. Yeah, a year later, I was still wrapped up in it. And it was difficult to stop because it gave me what I wanted, and it's, there's only one thing that can stop, could stop me. Not morally righteous reasons, you know. Up until very recently, I said I have stopped drinking because I don't want to shout at women again. I have stopped drinking because of blah. Lies. I stopped drinking through sheer pain, um, and that was the only way I could stop. Sheer personal pain, broken to my knees, you know, and couldn't bear it anymore. Nothing else would have done it. I stopped doing speed because I had took myself to the point of losing my degree and even at the beginning when we sat down and spoke he said how do you find the second year well you know through some of that time I was using speed and I took it to the point of pra practicing as a counsellor I, I couldn't live with that I really couldn't live with the self-pain I couldn't live with I I wasn't obviously in a new relationship. I wasn't willing to, to lose that relationship a bit. I had to have a lot of things in place 
which outweighed what the what the giant gave me. Otherwise, I wouldn't stop. Why would I? Um, all behaviour serves a purpose. What was I getting out of it? Until that behaviour, until that drug, that drink, is not giving you as much as what you stand to lose, until that scowls are, are you know, outweighed, you can't stop, I don't think. And then it comes down to that decision. Do I want to stop? Yes or no? It's that truth. Not, not talking as someone else would talk, you know, not bent on my knees talking to a you know, in an in a, in a, uh, unrealistic, untruthful way to a God that I don't believe in, what I'm told to believe in. When I stopped drinking, I got this, and my journey to stopping drinking started many years ago, but I wasn't being, I wasn't talking in an authentic way. This time when I stopped, I said, you're never going to be able to drink again, Mally. How do I know that? Because the evidence shows me 100%. 100% of the time, when you drink, you, you muck up. I know I have to do it a day at a time, but I'm not an imbecile. I'm never going to be able to drink again. Bang, gone. But as I said, I didn't shut the doors on the other addictions, and that's a continual balancing act to keep them, them right. And it's in the mediocre that I'm safe, not in these extremes. When, I, when we're talking about that uh, addictive behaviour that you, that you refer to, it's that extremes, you know, second best no good because of low self-worth, which lies underneath us. Um, second best no good, so have to be the best, have to be, have to get straight A's on my, on my access course, straight um, distinctions all the way. Anything else? Oh God, I'm dreadful. I've got 97% on one test and not good enough. Well, instead of going, I've got 97%, I'm going, well, what's the very bloody percent? <laughs> you know, that, so to, to scrape through this year, which I have in many ways, I had a reset. I, I look on it actually as healthier behaviour, that, that mediocre uh, moderation. Um, temperance is something I, I look for in my life. Um, and the courage to be average, which is hard. Being average when you've got low self-worth is not easy. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah, because I find the same. I always like, yeah, want to get a first or whatever in uni, and I always try and go for the best. There's no like second best. No, no. Um, and what you think that's because of this like low self worth? It, yeah. it yeah. confirms it. It yeah. confirms it. If you're second best, it means it's confirming. Hang on, shit, the world's saying that I'm no good, no good. Uh, can you ever get rid of it? I don't believe so. Um, I believe that our personalities are stamped onto us as a child and. A, a child interprets how to live through the world, and if one word can do that to a child, you know you're you're you're, um, you're going to have to. Use, I was dyslexic, so I was stupid. Um, and a child interprets how they're going to get through the world. But I can't get through the world being stupid, and I've been told that I can't be as as I want to be as a human being. I, I've got to be this. I've got to be that. I've got to be this. Men do this. Women do that. We move away from what we should be, and we can't live like that. As, because we, we can't live as ourselves, so we have to live as other people tell us to live. We have to live showing other people that we're as good as them. We have to act as other people act, or as we think other people want us to act. But we can never act, whilst we're in that kind of uh, mental state, as we're meant to act, because we've been told that we're no good. That stays there, dormant. We have to... If you've got no esteem, how do you get esteem? You do esteemable things, so you live correctly, live well. And that's the spiritual aspect of, of stopping, which is um, makes it almost impossible to for medical um, standard models to be able to um, recognise the complexities of, of addictions. It's a three-phase illness. You've got the physical aspect, you've got the mental aspect, but much more than that. You've got 
um, the social aspect. How are we perceived by other people? Um, that can be reworded to how do we in, uh, interact into our environment. A lot of people look to that as a uh, for uh, religious aspects, spiritual um, um, uh, guidance. But for me, it is spirit, spirituality is living correctly, and living correctly is how was I born to live. I'm not changing. I can't live any other way. How as I am I meant to live as a human being? And that is the biggest aspect for me. And that that's not all roses. That's rough edges as well. Yeah, it's almost like a journey of becoming authentic, if you like, authentic. and being you know, your, your true self, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And accepting that as well. I think that's one of the hardest bits. Definitely. Is accepting, like you say, the prickly bits of yourself that you don't like. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. But do you not feel like you said about this scale earlier on, the scale of, you know, if you, you need to get like, the addictive bit um, or the, the self-worth bit higher than the addicted bit? How do you sort of like do that? And do you think it stays like that, or do you think? No, 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 no. It's, it's a continual. It's a continual juggling act because you get your self worth up, and then your egotistic side comes up, and everything in this world seems to have this paradox, this, this parallel with that. And an example is uh, when I'm right, my I, I start to to wash right, I start to dress right. But if it's if it can go over the edge, I can then go out looking like a peacock, having to put a different hat on each day to go out to get a pint of milk. I've gone over self-worth. I've gone into a narcissistic kind of um, low self-worth, but I have to be looking the best, you know. And that's that you have to keep smashing, smashing down the ego, raising up self-worth, smashing down the ego, raising the self-worth. And self-worth is is not being the best. Self-worth is being right, being average, being um, humble, being you know just just being as you're meant to. Meant to be being comfortable in your own skin, and I'm a long way from that, but I'm a long way from where I was. And life throws us curveballs, you know. Like something could you could say something to me now, one word, one word could 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 still um, could take me back down into that ever present low self worth, and I have to keep myself into the good self worth. Whilst I'm in that place, I don't want to change myself. Why would I change myself? Why would I harm myself whilst I'm in the positives? When I go into the negatives, then I start to, to fit that role. Because we follow our thoughts. You know, if I if I think I'm gonna build a bike, I'm only gonna build a bike, I can't build a car. If I think I'm crap, I'm only gonna do things which confirm that. Yeah, okay, it's interesting because I feel like with my own journey, as I've learned got more tools in my toolbox, if you like, or understood um, you know, how to deal with my emotions properly, it's easier to deal with those lows. I don't necessarily feel the need to go and use a drug. Like I recently broke up with a girl mm. and I don't feel the need or I didn't feel the need to go and use a drug and like hide from my emotions and numb out all the pain or, or do something like that. I went to therapy and I used my journal and I processed those emotions mm. in a much healthier way. Mm. So therefore the lows weren't necessarily so bad or the same behaviour patterns didn't occur. Mm. And I feel like my changing the perception of what happens and understanding that for me using a drug is like a railway track. If I use one drug or anything like that, the track just switches over and I start going on the path, like you say, a downwards path, if that makes sense. Mm. And it will spiral out of control. Mm. So I just, I'm, just like, I'm a lot more healthy, my behavior is more healthy. Do you not see um, or think that that occurs or do you think it's more like you can really go up and down? Yeah, it, I, I think you, you, you're dead right. I've knocked off the extremes um, of, 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 of emotions, but as an alcoholic, 
we wasn't, it's amazing because we can endure great pain, physical pain, you know, it's nothing. Uh, that fits our low self-worth, that's all. I deserve not going to the doctors. I don't go, you know, not looking after everyone else, but not looking after yourself. But we could not bear any emotional change. Couldn't bear that. And I don't know, I, I haven't really looked into that, why we're totally unable to, to endure any change in the environment, situations, any, any kind of mental pain. That's what I'm able to do a little bit better now, is to realise, and there's a few things from AA, and it's a great organisation, AA, it, it, but I have um, the right to use it, come and go and do as I want. It's important to me to, to value my decisions. My decision at the moment is that I, it, I took it as far as I, I, I need to take it. It sits there waiting for me, um, but I value, what's important for me is that empowerment of my, um, my own my own choice, and I'm the master of my soul and the captain of my fate, trusting in what I believe, my perception, and it is an illness of perception. Um, when I act as I should act, my perception is correct. When I act as other people act, I get a warped reality, because their perception, their, their views do not fit me, they weren't there. I spoke to, and I always refer to this, I spoke to some, I went to the Vatican a few years ago and I was talking to someone about the experience I had there, and he said, oh yeah, yeah, no, blah, 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 and he was bloating up a load of stuff that he'd read. I said, what's it smell like? And he couldn't answer, because he wasn't there. So I could get a full, authentic view, because I was using my experiences. Um, my perception was right. His was not right. He's, he's, he couldn't tell me the full picture. Um, we have to, what we experience, what we see and do, will give us a, a multitude of complex, um, correct views on something but we can we can reason and that's that's a word I, I like to reason correctly I can now reason correctly when I'm on drugs and drink I cannot reason correctly I, I like stoicism stoicism the belief behind that is, is that human's purpose is to reason correctly um, you're talking about your, your initial question was the lows um, can you can I manage the lows better I don't like lows, no one likes lows, but happiness is dependent on them lows. What, as an alcoholic, we wanted the continued happiness the whole time. Um, seeking joy, seeking pleasure the whole time. We can't have one without the other. We can't go forward as part person. We have to have them lows. And um, there's, there's a Muslim um, quote, which um, Rumi, I think it was, says, that we, when a dark cloud comes, that's the time to really relish, because when a dark cloud comes, you know the next one's going to be white. So we have to have that that balance, the, the two. Uh, have to learn how to feel correctly, feel the good and the bad. The bad I can do, the good I can do. Feel the mundane, that's the hard bit. And I look on that as walking a tightrope. You know, on the mundane is very hard. Fall off one way, it's great pain. I can do that, I'm used to that. Fall off the other way, great extremes, excitement. And it's some extremes I have to stay away from. Have to be able to do the mundane, the average. And how do you manage like the not staying away from those extremes? I um honestly, honesty, 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 honesty. I value it above all other traits. Um, and the more layers of honesty I strip away from inside, the more layers of lies that I find. 
an example was I, but right until very recently, I stopped drinking because I didn't want to be the person who shouted at women anymore, for example. Lies. I stopped drinking because I, not because of anything else, not because of other people, not because of righteousness, because I couldn't stand the self-loathing and the pain. It may not mean much, but it's the truth, and the truth is good enough. The truth will hurt you once. Lies will hurt you over and over and over and over again. Um, and for me, that is the solution, that continual inward searching. And that's another reason why the course was very hard, because AA, continual searching, 10 years of searching inside, 10 years of looking. Because we, when there's, a, when there's an, uh, trauma with some interaction with a person, we balance it up, we say 60% therefore, 40% mine therefore, and then we try to get that bit right, and it doesn't work. You know, It's not about that, it's about what bit can I change, you know this stuff anyway, what bit can I change, looking at that. And I don't do it because I want to be a good person. That's sick behaviour. I don't want to be a good person. I don't, <laughs> what kind of person wants to be a good person? We don't, that's not the truth. I want to live my life at peace. I, it's about me. It's about me. And if there's any left, I'll give it to me. And then I can start looking outward. Then I can start looking outward. Because if I don't have that self-worth, then I'm, oh, I'm sitting here and I'm worrying about what you're thinking about me. I'm worrying about, am I being clever? I'm worrying about, do I look all right? And I'm not thinking about you, and I'm not thinking about Penny. Once we have that self-worth, we can start to look out. So again, it comes back to that self-worth for me. Um, and that, that, that is essential, absolutely essential. And if I had the self-worth, I don't need to do drink, and I don't need to do drugs. And what you build the self-worth through, um, yeah, getting rid of the lies. Like you said, a lie will hurt you multiple times, but the truth will only hurt you once. I really like that quote, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, honesty, honesty is, is the, honesty is the key for me. And I, I agree with what you say, you have two parts of, you have awareness, which honesty gives you, and then you have the acceptance. Because nothing changes if nothing changes. We have, it's our, it's our behaviour what, what defines us. It's that what causes us our problems. That is the manifestation of our, of our lies, as such, you know, if we're lying to ourselves then we act in a certain way and it's that what hurts us. And it's that interaction with our environment because we're a social creature. We, we need, in the centre of all human beings is this need to be valued as a person, not to be judged, to be loved and to love someone. But most of all, not to be judged, not how do people view me. They're so important to human beings. And you know, that, that, that resentment that we have when people don't act in the way that we want, that is, that is the root of, of, that's the quickest way to drink for me. I can sit on that resentment when I was drinking. Resentment to, you know, to refill something over and over and over and over again. And um, the pain of that was massive. So um, when you like yourself, you can start to not care about so much about other people's views. I'm not there yet. Other people's views hurt me still, because um, I'm human. <laughs> you know, it is, I'm not a machine and I think we can take this too far and we can disappear into the world sort of theoretical bullshit and at the end of the day I'm human first of all people do hurt me because I'm sensitive um, but sensitive hopefully more towards other people um, instead of other people's views of me you know, and that was the big change do I care now about other people I do but I don't care about other people above me I, I'm, I'm, I'm the important one because we can't give out what we haven't got. You know, if, I, if, I, if you ask me for £20 and I ain't got it in my pocket, I can't give it to you. 
you know, if I don't care for myself, I can't give out care to anyone else. So as a trainee counsellor, it, it's, it's essential, really is essential for me to keep myself worth up. And it's difficult because we come into counselling after trauma. We, we, I don't know if there's any other route to, 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 to come into counselling unless you've lived your life perfectly and you've gone through <laughs> the perfect upbringing and you've had no trauma and you're a complete, authentic person. I think you have to go through trauma. So thank God for alcohol, in a way. And uh, uh, my apologies for that because you lost your, sadly lost your no, mind. Yeah, I'm but, very grateful for that. Yeah, uh, thank God for alcohol in my life because it's given me the chance to change. And change is massively hard. It, when I consider it's took a lifetime to change one or two things in me, I can't change anyone else, that's about me. But yeah, excellent, we are coming to the, to the end now. Hmm. But yeah, thanks very much for coming and yeah, it was really interesting. Thanks Luke, yeah, I've enjoyed chatting about myself because I'm egotistic. <laughs> it's been great. Yeah, cheers. Okay, mate. As always, thanks for listening and if you enjoyed this episode, please share and I really wish you well on your journey to serenity. <laughs>